Well, welcome to Conversations, and Lisa is not here. She's traveling, but I'm here with my our oldest son, Addison Bevere, and Matt Joya, who is one of our adopted sons, and we are talking about eternity. And, you know, when you talk about something so important as eternity, you got to have tools, you got to have the way to disciple people, and that's why we wrote this book, Driven by Eternity, which just came out less yeah. than a month ago, and it's exploding, and people's lives are being impacted, and... What we did is, is when I wrote this book and God said, write a, write a book on the judgment seats of Christ, the great right throne and the judgment seat of Christ. I was like, God, how can I do this? And the Lord said, do what I did, write a story and teach around that story. And I remember I wrote this story and it ended up being 65 pages of this book yeah. is this story. And it's a riveting story. I mean, people just stopped me and said, where did you get this? And we've had conversations in this. And when I saw the way people were being impacted, we went to Hollywood and we hired uh, nine Hollywood actors and actresses. John Reese davies is the star. He was Gimli on Lord of the Rings and has played in many, many movies. He's very well known, very well known for his voice. He's actually been asked to play God in three different movies. And so um, he was very pleased to do this. He did it from his studio in Island of Man, England. And uh, I remember when I first heard his voice, I, I, it was like God placed an anointing on it. I mean, when you listen to this, it's riveting. So it's it's not a movie, it's an audio theater. So it's like listening to a movie if, if to make it easy. And um, what we do is we've got uh, we've got a huge city called Afabel. It's 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 like another place, another time. A reporter is doing a report on Afghanistan. Uh, like this old warlord-looking guy comes up and brings them through a tunnel, and they go to another time, another place, and there's this massive city that's like 20 miles by 20 miles called Afabel. And the guy starts sharing with them about it. And we highlight five students. Now, what do I mean by students? When the children are born in Afabel, they're brought to Endel, which is a three-day journey away. And they're raised by the king's nurses for the first five years of their life. And then from the age of five to 15, they go to the school of Endel. And at the school of Endel, they're taught the ways of King Jalen, who that's played by John Reese davies And then at 15... They have five years. They don't know it, but they have five years to live with entrustments given to them. And how they live will determine where and how they'll spend the rest of their life. And so if they disobey the king's ways, they will end up in alone, which is a terrible, terrible forsaken place. If they obey King Jalen, they'll live in the, the city of Aphabel, and their positions are determined by how they served him. And so one of the characters that we talk about in this parable is a guy named Deceived. And Deceived is somebody who fully believed in King Jalen. I mean, he was vocal about him, but yet he lived totally contrary to the ways of King Jalen. He disobeyed constantly. And I want you to experience this. He's standing before the throne. Here is King Jalen reviewing his life. So listen to this. King Jalen, I bow before you. Deceived. It is time to give an account of your stewardship. This is amazing. My entire life. Oh. My entire life. In your dreams. I have found that Jalen is a king of great grace. Without his grace, I'm done for. But I don't worry about it that much. 
After all, Jalen wants us to have a grand time here, Handel. That's what forgiveness is for. And I'm counting on Jalen to give me a wondrous name, such as Enlightened or Wise One. No, I don't want anybody to see this. Well, hello there. <laughs> I should like to get to know you. <laughs> I would say you and I could have a lot of fun, huh? <laughs> Please, don't want to see you more. After graduation, I remember several days of parties and celebrations. And then, I slept with a girl and, well, she became pregnant. Sounds to me as if you weren't following King Jalen's rules. Uh, he knows I'm not perfect. That's why he's so full of grace. As long as I continue to give him my allegiance and refrain from hurting anyone too badly, it's all gonna work out just fine. I have made a mess of things, sir. But please remember, through it all, I believed in you. Is the name of Deceived found in the Book of Life? No, my lord. What? Deceived, you are guilty of denying me. Denying you? You are to be taken to the forsaken land of Lone, to spend the rest of your life in the torment of utter darkness, uh, hopelessness, and loneliness. Well, this can't... No, no, this is a mistake. A colossal, horrific mistake. Jalen. I believe in you. You know that. How have I denied you? Did you not listen when your teachers warned of those who claim they know Jalen, but deny him by the way they live? But, great king, I attended your school. Sages here can testify to that. I was faithful in all my classes. I... I was involved in many, many school activities. I even called you Lord. Why do you call me Lord, and yet you fail to do what I told you? My words have already warned you when I said, many will refer to me as Lord, but be denied citizenship in Afabel. For the decisive question is whether they obey my father. Here at the judgment, many tell me, Lord, Lord, we told others about you and used your name. But I must reply, you have never been mine. Go away, for your deeds are evil. But I had faith! I believed in you! According to your word, I should be saved! Sages, read to deceived what you taught him in your class. <clears throat> From the ancient writings, dear brothers and sisters, what is the use of saying you have faith if you neglect to prove it by your actions? That kind of faith cannot save anyone. It isn't enough to have faith alone. Faith that fails to show itself by good deeds is no faith at all. It is dead and useless. Deceived, it is not enough to say you believe. Those who truly believe will exhibit a changed nature and no longer produce the fruit of evil. But you continue to bear the fruit of the Dark Lord Dagon. Evidence that you never truly committed yourself to me from your heart. But what, if, what about him back there? The one called Ruthless? 
I was better than him! How could you let him in and keep me out? You are judging me unfairly! Am I the one who is unfair, or is it you? You were taught if a wicked person turns away from his wickedness and obeys the law and does right, he shall save his soul. For he has thought it over and decided to turn from his sins and live a good life. He shall surely live. He shall not die. Ruthless followed that path, laid out in the ancient writings. You did not. But I talked to many people about you, constantly. You know this. I even volunteered to teach at your school. Recite my laws no longer and stop claiming my promises. For you have refused my discipline, disregarding my laws. You see a thief and help him, and spend your time with evil and immoral men. You curse and lie, and vile language streams from your mouth. You slander your own brother. I remain silent. You thought I didn't care. But now your time of punishment has come, and I list all the above charges against you. Bind him hand and foot. Take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Get away from me! Stop! You're a wicked tyrant, Jalen! A wicked, dishonest tyrant! No! Sages! You cannot let them do this to me! Stop them! Please! Oh, deceived. The judgment of King Jalen is just. And final. Let go of me! Come on! What's wrong with everybody? I'm not... Sejus. Yes, my lord. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. That's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah. That, that's yeah. intense to think that people will stand before the judgment seat of Christ fully believing that they served God, fully believing that they will receive, be received into heaven, be mm-hmm. received into eternity, and be turned away. You know, Addison, um, God gave me a vision in the late 1980s that riveted me for life. And, you know, if you remember in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, Jesus said, many, not a few, not some, many, will say to me in that day, the day of judgment, Lord, Lord, didn't we preach in your name? Didn't we do many wonders in your name? And he said, I will look at them and declare to them, depart from me. You who practiced, and that's the key word, practiced, iniquity. You are not submitted to my authority. In this vision... So you're saying anyone who has ever committed a sin will hear that from Jesus? Is that what you're saying? Any Christian who's ever committed a sin, they're going to hear that? Thank you for asking that. Absolutely not. We're not talking about the person who sins and cries out to God and says, God, I'm so sorry. I've hurt your heart. And Jesus said you can do that seven times in a day. Actually, seven times 70, and your Father will forgive you. Right. We're talking about the person who says, hey, I've got weaknesses. God understands. He's okay with me living like this. That's what we're talking about. 
And we're talking about people in the church. They called him Lord, Lord. Yeah. So, I mean, these are people that are completely deceived. They're not calling Buddha Lord, Muhammad right. Lord. They're calling, They're calling Jesus, Jesus they, Christ their Lord. They call him Lord, but they live for themselves. Right. That's yeah. the thing. They're they're lawless. Yeah. They don't want to be submitted to the law of God. They don't want to be submitted to the law of liberty. This new way of living, this new way of being, this new experience that we have through God's spirit and through his grace. So they reject that. They say, no, I'm going to live for myself. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so in this vision, what I saw is I saw a multitude of people that was so vast, you couldn't see the end of it. There were so many people and they fully expected Jesus to say, enter in to the joy of your Lord. And, they, and, and instead, I heard the words come from behind me. I knew Jesus stood behind me. I heard the words depart from me. And what God let me see in that vision was the agony the terror. And, and, the, and when I say those words, they don't even feel like they're strong enough. The horror of terror on these people's faces because they fully believed he was going to say, enter into heaven. And they heard him say, depart. And you know, God put a passion in my heart right there, a burden, not for the lost only on the streets, but even more so the lost in yeah. the church. Mm-hmm. And this is a burden that we should all carry. Because we all have people that are living this life that are going to stand before God as judge. And so we have a responsibility to share the love of Christ, to share the word of God so that people can be on the course, that they can confidently approach that day. Yeah, and what, what people I, I want to emphasize is I would rather know these things now. Right. And God made it so that we could know it now. He made it so clear in his word. Yeah. I would rather know this now than find out on that day. And uh, it reminds me of uh, when I was in ministering in Singapore, a um, young man came over and broke some of Singapore's laws that weren't laws in his country, and um, he suffered the penalty. And he, he, he was like, hey, wait a minute. This is okay where I come from. But he suffered the consequence because according to the judge, that's not the law here in Singapore. And God has laws. And he's made his laws so clear to us. It's not that we're saved by law. I'm just saying God has ways. One of his laws says it's the perfect law of liberty. You can't be saved other than through the grace of Jesus Christ. But then the other law says this, that grace will give you the ability to live a life that will represent Jesus well. John, it's actually not another law. It's actually the same law. It's the law Thank of you. liberty, the royal law that I am tells joyfully you stand corrected. That, that tells you, you, you are saved by grace through faith, but you are also empowered by grace to live a life that's a testimony of God's goodness in you and his faithfulness in your life. Hey guys, I've, I, I lived for a time in my life as a quote Christian, but that was very, very worldly. And it was miserable, was it not? I was miserable because I was conflicted. My inner man yearned for God. My outer man dominated me. And when God set me free, the perfect law of liberty set me free. When he empowered me to live like Jesus, I became a very, very happy person. Well, sin is ultimately an attack on your vitality. Yeah, that's true. That's why in Matthew one twenty one, the angel, when speaking of Jesus, said, He will save them from their sins, that is, keep them from missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. Wow. So sin separates us from the source of life. Sin mars our existence. And that's why Paul says, look, you're not just saved from the effect of sin as in your positional righteousness. You're also saved from the effects of sin as in what sin does in your life here and now during your existence on the earth. Because if you go out and sin and you have no control of that sin nature, what's going to happen? 
It's, your relationships will be destroyed. Yep. Your businesses will be the maligned. Wages of sin. Yeah, the wages of sin are death. Separate you that, from God. I mean, they exactly separate you from experiencing the love of God. It yeah. creates creates this barrier between you and God. God doesn't put that barrier in place. The sin does. Right. And there's no person that really loves God that wants to be separated from him. Everybody listening under the sound of our voice that truly loves God wants to be as close to him as possible. Right. And John, I just appreciate your transparency on that. And maybe some of you that are listening today, uh, when John was opening up and sharing about living this life, maybe some of that was resonating with you. And maybe even as you listen to Deceive's judgment, uh, you had some correlations with the way that you think and maybe the way that you're living your life. And so I've got good news for you. God made a way when he sent his son. When you are weak, he is strong, and God's grace is sufficient. So right now, I would ask that you would pray with me because I want to pray over each and every single person that was ministered to today. I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. I love that. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the word of God. I thank you that it divides rightly and you've exposed things in our life that the enemy would use as a hindrance from walking in an intimate relationship with you. Father, right now we let go of those things in our life. We lay those things down and we embrace that truth that sets us free from sin. The grace that empowers us to be able to live a life that's beyond our natural ability. Father, I thank you that you paid the price to give us authority and dominion in this world. And today we receive that into our hearts. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And again, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen with us today. We hope that it ministered to you. And we hope that it resonated. Um, would you please take the time to review the podcast on iTunes and please share this with as many people as you can. It's been an absolute delight to be with you this afternoon. Thank you.